Welcome to the SAP HCM Insights Podcast. Steve Bogner, Brandon Toombs, Becky Murray, fresh back from Success Connect. So uh, welcome back, guys. Have you recovered yet? Yeah, I think I finally have. I, my brain was mushed come Friday. I don't know about you, Becky. Yeah, just finally starting to feel feel a little bit normal. You know, I come from the East Coast. The, there was a three-hour time change. Um, and then the days were just jam-packed with good content. So long days, but good. Yeah, it's always long days there. So previous podcast, we talked about what we were sort of expecting or wanting from Success Connect. And so, you know, it's good to do a follow-up on that and see how did it go. So, Brandon, I'll start with you since um, you, you went there. Did it meet your expectations? Did uh, you find out what you needed to find out? Or did you have some pleasant surprises? Uh, yeah, so, Steve, I think... I'm just going to start uh, with my with my main headline. I would say is I I really like this leadership team and I like the direction that they're headed. Um, there was some I think if there was one surprise and Becky can probably speak to this too is that um, and we got this uh, we got our first taste of this at the partner uh, session, uh, but they basically uh, had um, uh, I guess organizational research um, psychologists. Um, who um, are working behind the scenes to do some research on, you know, what, you know, what kinds of changes and what kind of, and they're doing studies to to try to determine what are the things that we can do um, uh, with with technology in order to um, do better by our customers, and and um, that really. Um, that that was really a surprise because what they would do is they would do the, show the research and they would show how that uh, resulted in um, you know um, uh, system changes uh, and so we saw some good examples of that and so I thought you know that is that is uh, to me an example of a company that is uh, looking further ahead and you know working from research as opposed to you know where I feel like before and a lot of times they maybe were re reactive to say okay well this other competitor is doing this other thing and this is the hot thing that the analysts like so let's do that. And so we saw, you know, a lot of that. And, you know, uh, I really like this, uh, th this team. We met uh, Aaron Green for the first time and um, uh, Becky and I had a chance to talk with him for a little while. And I think Becky's probably talked to him and, and was in a, a small group that was able to talk to him beyond that. But then, of course, uh, Meg and Amy and Marianne um, and, the, the, you know, it just seems like a team that's hitting on all cylinders and. I just, uh, I, the one thing I would say is, and uh, this is uh, going to go to people that will probably never, ever listen to this podcast, but I would just like for the SAP leadership team, the uh, the, the parent uh, structure, please, 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 for, for, for all that is good and holy, can we keep a team um, on success factors for more than, uh, you know, a, a year? Um, it just feels like that uh, what some, someone, um, someone somewhere decides that things aren't going the way that they should um and we end up uh having to you know shuffle the deck again and i you know I'm, it's just you know if you take a look back and you take a step back and look over the last five six years we've had a lot of change at the top and, and you know i think that we have a really good team that is just so excited to be here and um i think is uh, strategically doing the right things and the the energy uh that we get from this team is is really good and I, you know, if we can just keep these people here, and you know, as the, you know, as the, uh, uh, the term we use in basketball, when we've we've got a good team out on the floor. It's like, hey, let's let them cook. Um, let's let this team cook for a little while and see what they can do. Because um, I, what I don't want to hear is, you know, I don't want a year from now. I don't want two years from now. 
for us to be talking about the new leadership team. I want us to be able to have a team yeah. in place, have some stability and let these people execute because I do think they have a good long-term vision and understand um, what, uh, where uh, HR technology is going. And you know that's what I'm hoping to see uh, over the next uh, little while is that long-term focus that I think we saw um, at, at the conference. Yeah, that's a, that's a great observation. I've, I've heard that from customers too. It's like, you know, just as, as they get to know the leadership team, the leadership team changes. And uh, yeah, it's good to keep the starters on the field. So it sounds like though, uh, you know, research driven or research informed development and product uh, development, you know, you think about it, it just makes complete total sense. It's like, why hasn't that been done for a long time, right? But like you said, a lot of what's driven products in the past is, well, the competitor has it, so we need to have it, even if it's a little bit stupid. Um, but it makes a good demo, right? And if you don't have it, then you don't get the checkbox on the RFP. So, um, you know, those things still need to happen, right? That's still competitive, but informing your development with good research uh, just makes a lot of sense. Because I, I think sometimes, and, and we've seen this on projects, people don't know how to tell you what they really want sometimes and what they really need. And, you know, an experienced consultant or developer can look at it and sort of figure that out. But, you know, when your success factor is looking at a whole big market, having that research as a basis for product development just makes a lot of sense. Yep. And actually, I was really surprised. It's it's a full team. Um, the woman who needs leads it, Autumn Cross. Autumn Cross um, she has what, Brandon, three, four people working with her? I mean, yeah. Quite yeah. a complement of, of folks. Um, and the the depth of which they went to to interview customers um, across all different areas, across different sizes, um, the depth that they went to in their discussions was just really, really impressive. Um, and being able to see that data, you know, being analyzed and put into um, and put into action was really, really nice. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, um, what are some of the new features in the in the product or improved features that impressed you the most? I guess for me, one of the things that stood out was this concept of dynamic teams, Steve, which is really a construct of being able to have uh, a, a different way to organize people for use mm -hmm. in the system based on how we sometimes go about doing work in in that it's a team that may not necessarily be your organizational structure team. So like at my mm -hmm. company, we do project based work. So you work with a project team. That's not necessarily your reporting line team. Um, so this just gives um, the ability to kind of group folks together for that particular purpose. Most of the um, big functionality related to dynamic teams will be in the next release, uh, which is exciting. So they kind of lay the background, the foundation in this release, and they'll push out additional functionality in this release. So one of the things that we talked about in the podcast that we wanted to see more about were things in the areas of analytics. Did we see anything in analytics and more development there? Well, um, the the main um, uh, development I wanted to see in analytics uh, was attention being paid to performance, and uh, we got okay. the uh, uh, we uh, uh, heard loud and clear that SAP had got that message loud and clear. Um, mm -hmm. They are, you know, they're not necessarily uh, overly concerned with getting us a whole lot of additional. Um, metrics and and things out there, but they're really focused in on trying to get 
the people analytics uh, uh, as uh, to be as performative as possible. I think that uh, from having some conversations on the side, it, it, you know, the thing, the, the theory that I think we had is is abundantly clear that this is this is exactly what happened with people analytics and the reason why it it was uh, such a uh, I don't. Uh, a challenge uh, when it was first implemented is this was something that the uh, the the mothership uh, said, "Hey, this is your new reporting st uh, structure uh, based on their uh, you know the SAC structure from from SAP," and they mm -hmm. said, "You're going to use this," and um, you know there's a lot of cool things about it, but it isn't necessarily tuned um, to be a transactional reporting system. And yet uh, SAP basically said, oh, well, you're going to use you're going to use this as your go for strategy for your for your transactional reporting as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's taken a, a, you know, a little bit of time in order to work on um, uh, getting getting this new tool up to speed and getting to the point where it, the performance is getting better. And, the, and, it, and I do believe it is getting better. Um, the other mm -hmm. thing that I uh, I think um, is pretty clear is that um, there is no longer any thought of well, let's let's uh, sunset the existing legacy tools that that serve a purpose. For example, the ad hoc query tool uh, that's not going away anytime soon. So you know those were um, those were some things that I'd heard that I was hoping to hear uh, was that they they are working on it, they're aware of it, and um, uh -huh. you know I, there are there were a couple of a success story um, uh, sessions on people analytics. I wasn't able to attend because I hadn't. Uh, uh, 15 other things going on. I wish I could have, um, but you know that's that's good to see that there were people that were standing up that said uh, yes, this is this is meeting some uh, requirements for us now. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean it's performance and reporting is is one of those things that's sort of uh, it's a must have, right? And if if you don't have it, then it's it's just not usable, and people will be disappointed. They'll look for other tools and and. Um, yeah, you got to have the performance there. So, you know, I was, I was watching the conference from afar and, um, two things I was looking for. I'm not sure that they actually got a whole lot of attention, which I didn't expect they would. But, um, one was, you know, more inf information on this migration to the S4 HCM platform. Um, you know, not everyone is going to be ready to, you know, go to the full success factor suite. By the time maintenance on ECC is, is up, some people will choose to, to, for whatever reason, not to. And and we were talking about how it would be good to have more sort of practical information on this migration to the S4 HCM platform. I didn't really see much of that. Did, did you guys see anything more on that? Anything in detail? I didn't, and I think um, you know because it's it's coming out a little bit later. More information will come as it comes. I I don't know that it's. You know, it's not a new product per se, but just a new mm -hmm. use case of some existing scenarios. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of sessions on it. And again, I wish I could have been uh, five places at once because I think there was uh, some discussion about it, um, uh, mm -hmm. but I just wasn't able to attend. So I don't want to say anything for sure. Uh, I do know that we uh, kind of uh, 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 cornered a couple of people and, and uh, made on pinky swear they could be on our, our podcast. So hopefully we can have them on and ask those questions of them. Um, yeah. you know, you know, for us to be able to get to the point of things, okay, you know, what's the, what's the migration path? Cause I'm still confused, uh, after having some conversations, but I, I do think that they are trying to get, get there. And I think we can probably get somebody that can help us clarify. Um, one thing yeah. I will say, um, and this is, again, this may, again, this is based on the fact that I 
wasn't able to attend in per- person last year and because no one was able to attend in person last year um you know there was some uh, a discussion about next gen payroll last year i think it probably is more prevalent even this year as far as like they're not trying to pretend like it's not it doesn't exist they do say that it exists which is all i can ask um i you know uh, i uh, you know we can have a separate conversation about should it be taking this long, that's a different conversation. But all I think that you need to be able to tell your customers is, hey, this is something we're working on. We're, we're in beta test in, in right now in the UK. Um, you know, from speaking with people, they are working very hard on making a global platform from the, from the get-go. So they're not just building out UK payroll and they're going to move on and move on to the next mm-hmm. country. They're building out the templates and, and, you know, the service, the microservices and everything that they need in order to uh, make it um, more adaptable uh, once they get into the new, to the other countries. Um, but it, it, what to me is nice about it is they are, uh, saying, okay, this is something you can be thinking about and considering, but just don't plan on it over the next two, three, four years. You know, they didn't. You know, it's hard to put a number on it, but they don't want you to say, okay, well, uh, I, we need to do something the next two years, so we're going to wait on next gen payroll. That is not the time frame that most companies are going to have uh, to jump to something that it's the next gen payroll. But it, at least it can be part of the conversation, and you know that that's a long term focus for SAP, where before they were trying to pretend it wasn't. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're, think, they're thinking a little bit further down the line. They want to be prepared with a solution that is flexible and scalable, um, able to scale up and down, um, and that's next gen payroll. Knowing full well that they have a full fledged solution right now, so not a huge rush to get to it. Um, but knowing that they want to be able to satisfy um, different customers in different ways in the future. Um, this is something that they're working towards for sure. Yeah. And didn't shy away from talking about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's getting surly over there. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Well, you know, I, I, I tell customers until it's on a public roadmap, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And, um, you know, even when it's on the public roadmap, things can change a little bit. So um, it, it's, it's disappointing from my perspective that there isn't a, a public roadmap that SAP's committed to. Um, for at least some time frame, so that customers can have more certainty in planning. It could be that SAP doesn't have certainty in the rollout, um, which is disappointing because it's been this has been uh, you know cooking for a long time, and um, you know you got a lot of people out there who are they're still keeping their on-prem payroll because it's like, well, why do I want to go to ECP because it's substantially the same, different user interface. Um, I've got all this other stuff going on and, you know, I've got to be off of my ECC platform by the end of 2027. And so you're telling me my option is S4 S4 HDM platform or employee central payroll, but I really want to go to a true cloud system. I mean, every company wants to go to a cloud HCM system. That's the ultimate thing, right? Right. And there is no true cloud payroll. Um, Apologies to the ECP fanboys, but it's not a cloud payroll. It's a hosted on-prem payroll. So it's, it's disappointing for me. But again, like I said in the last podcast, I wasn't expecting it. Um, but I think I think customers deserve uh, a little more certainty in that area. I think the general vibe, 
you know, no one came out and said this, but my takeaway was um, they would just want to make sure they do it right, if that makes any sense. Sure. And it's yeah. not like they're a startup where they don't have any product at all and they're feeling the need to push something out the door. And so they'll just push whatever they have. It, it seemed as though they wanted to make sure they were doing the right, the you know, following the right steps and putting out the product and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. And that's admirable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think it's, it's valid to want more than one thing at a time. But I will take uh, US benefits over next gen payroll any day. Um, and actually, that's one of the areas I sat in on that roadmap and some really exciting stuff coming up over the okay. next 18 months for EC benefits uh, specific to the US, North America. Um, so being able to spend some time with that group was really nice. Um, if you haven't seen their roadmap, you know, go out to the roadmap website, check that out. Um, mm -hmm. when we spoke, Brandon and I, with, um, Amy Wilson, kind of asking her what some of her priorities were for the next year or so, um, EC benefits was on that list. Um, yeah. and so that was really exciting to hear that there's going to be a huge focus in that particular area. Um, yeah, exciting for those of yeah. us who kind of work in that particular space. Um, yeah, it's a good thing, and and you know benefits isn't only for the U.S. It's it has applications in some other countries also, and absolutely, um, yeah. So it, it's it's good that they're doing that. It's it, it's not not every company wants to outsource their benefits, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, some companies absolutely. like to to keep more of a tighter hold on things. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting um, was getting to talk about kind of the current. Um, data center that is underway. Um, I know we've probably all gotten emails about it, seen postings about it, um, but just to really sit and talk about what a massive initiative this is, um, this kind of phased conversion effort from, you know, 36 data centers down to 13, um, you know, moving to some choice hyperscalers um, and just the improved efficiencies that they expect to have. Um, so, Brandon and I sat with um, Chief Technology Officer Ankar Bhatt and kind of heard what his team was up to and how things have been progressing, kind of the first few stages that he rolled out and then the rest yet to come. And um, knock on wood, things are going really well with this one. So, um, a really, really significant undertaking that probably doesn't get the attention it deserves because it's not a new feature or a new bit of functionality or an enhancement, um, but will certainly. Um, you know, uh, help improve overall performance and just be able to kind of support the physical structure of this solution a little bit better. Yeah, so letting the the people that know infrastructure the best, the the uh, you know the Microsofts uh, and the Googles of the world um, uh, manage the data centers and and build out the infrastructure and the technology because they eat. Breathe and live that stuff as opposed to success factors that was doing it um, as out of a necessity. So this is um, going to be great for us long term because it 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 will uh, no doubt in my mind it's going to uh, lead to uh, uh, improved performance and uh, availability and all of those things. So I'm I'm really excited and it's pretty cool that 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 it's going so fast. If you look at this as compared with how long the Hanna. Uh, process looked uh, it took that was like a two year thing and um, you know and, and fits and starts and we're going to have the, this whole thing done supposedly and and they're on they're under underway and and it's moving along um, by December second have everybody moved to uh, these hyper hyperscalers which which means for most people that's going to be you're going to be going to either Azure or you're going to go to uh, Google um, so it's it's that's pretty exciting that that's coming yeah. 
So why can't payroll grow at the same pace as the hyperscaler? Right? <laughs> oh, I mean, come on, they're both complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't oh, help it. I'm sorry. All right. I cannot sorry. wait. Well, I, I cannot. I'm going to uh, definitely make some popcorn before we have uh, uh, some people on to talk about uh, the payroll roadmap. Uh, with you, Steve. It's going to be fun. A drink, glass of wine, popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> right. Payroll on a buzz. That's you don't want to do payroll on a buzz. That's what I'm told. I'm, I, I, I told I'm um, yeah. well, no, I, I appreciate how, how complicated it is. And, and I'm, you know, I, I'm half serious and half joking about all this because I know it is complicated and, and SAP wants to do a good job at all of these things. I mean, we expect them to do a good job. Uh, people pay good money for, you know, these success factors products and SAP products and, and it is world class stuff and they pay good money for us to give them good consulting advice on it. They deserve, they deserve good, highly functional, reliable uh, processes. Um, and it's also valid to want more than one thing at one at a time. So <laughs> that's where I'll leave that. Brandon started this. We did get to meet with Aaron Green, the new chief marketing and solutions mm. officer, who is yep. just a super nice guy. Um, so knowledgeable. I mean, he's been, of course, in a, a success factors leadership role over in APAC for quite a while, but um, you're just so knowledgeable on the products, the strategy, what's up and coming. Um, so he shared some information about um, the opportunity marketplace that that this next release is going to have just a lot of new features and functionality there to help uh, with some value realization. Um, he talked a little bit about some thought, thought leadership sessions that are being formulated and kind of spread about in different regions globally. Um, so that was really exciting to help drive some brand awareness for success factors. Um, and quite possibly most important of all, he agreed to come on our podcast. So <laughs> uh, well, later on this year, early next that. year, hopefully we'll get him on. Yeah. He's not payroll, Steve, so. Maybe, yeah, I hope I haven't ruined it, Aaron. I mean, I'm, I'm really not that just disagreeable. Really, these guys can vouch for me. I hope so. I've got. A, I've just got a couple more things. Um, the first one, uh, and this is uh, a lot of it's going to. You're going to see it in this uh, upcoming release, and that is the the idea of a whole self model, um, which is um, you know a way of viewing uh, the employee. You know, less about uh, just the the employment that they have, uh, and the, in the first. Uh, manifestations of this are, you know, uh, 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 people being able to express the pronouns, which, um, you know, it's it's a lot of my customers have already been doing this on their own, but this is nice that it's it's really uh, baked in in the core, um, which is a huge when you think about it, the the reach of success factors that this is going to be something that will get normalized um, through uh, uh, to all of our customers from now on, and so you know, I think that's a really positive change. Um, as well as display name is going to be something where where you uh, will be used throughout um, success factors. It, before it was a little bit more work in order to make sure that you know people could use whatever names they wanted, um, uh, even though you wanted to have the legal names uh, set aside so that they could be interfaced out as necessary. But you know those are those are some things that success factors is working on in, in the short term. Um, now, um, the other thing that I had, uh, the other meeting I had, which this just kind of shows you where my head's at, as I had a great meeting with Wolfgang, Wolfgang Dietrich about uh, documentation and where that's going. And, you know, there's some exciting things that, that they have planned. 
um, some things that, you know, I think are long overdue as far as consolidating where things are located, um, as well as, you know, working towards, uh, you know, uh, consolidating down and, and getting um, things like your implementation design procedures, um, your ALPs, your, your, your product documentation, uh, having them all kind of in a virtual cycle. And, um, you know, that was, that was a really good conversation. So those are some things I think that are coming um, that, that I'm, personally excited about. And I think if you're a customer and you're getting supported, uh, you're, you're going to be excited about that as well. That wasn't part of the official curriculum from the from the conference, but that was just something I'm, uh, a, a good conversation I was able to have. That's good. Yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, it, having the documentation consistent and easily accessible, it's a huge deal for customers, right? Because, um, you know, that's, that's a, when you have a smart customer, you have a better uh, relationship with that customer, right? When they're well informed and when they feel like they're well informed and and you know not surprised with new things, it's good. Well, it sounds like it was a good productive success connect for you guys. So I'm I'm glad. I will do my best to make it there next year. Try to schedule my go lives around it. We'll see <laughs> how that goes. Um, one one last shout out, okay. um, uh, and that is the uh, the Becky and I were. were both able to attend and talk to, you know, a lot of these conversations that we were able to have were, were something that um, were part of uh, uh, the, the confidants program, Steve, that I know that you're a part of as yeah. well. And um, they did a phenomenal job of uh, giving us the, the opportunities to have some of these uh, discussions uh, with some of these thought leaders, including having, you know, the leadership team come in and do a QA with us. I mean, uh, during uh, Success Connect, which is just phenomenal if you think about it, with all the competing demands on their time that they uh, they could carve out time to uh, talk to you know the confidants. And again, we're just um, uh, people that are practitioners that have been working in this a long time. That obviously we're very passionate and will you know want the best for success factors um, as well. Um, but you know, I really want to uh, commend Success Factors for uh, that investment in in getting us all there and in uh, putting together a program uh, for us. So, that really, really appreciate that. Yeah, it was fantastic. And and again, just you know, access to these leaders and thought leaders and being able to ask our questions and hear about some of the product insights and the go forward strategy for for the organization as a whole was just so helpful. It is great for them to do that, to reach out and, and have that program and have this actually, they have a conscious and deliberate approach to it, which is really nice. It's not sort of sort of a side job for someone. So that's nice. All right, guys. Well, thanks for all the information on Success Connect. And uh, sounds like it was good and um, looking forward to seeing how all of this develops as we move along this year.